Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. A hero teacher on the podcast. She actually covered her students with her body shielding them just in case any of the bullets did go through. One of the bullets did hit her arm, uh, but it just grazed her, thankfully. And uh, no one in her class was hurt at all. Remembering America's minister, Billy Graham. I feel like I've been attending my own funeral. (laughs) And Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's most popular cryptocurrency. It's a digital currency that you could use like cash. I'm Tim Wenger on the podcast powered by the Brothers of Mercy, a five-star rated skilled nursing residence offering affordable living in a country setting. In the wake of the Florida school shooting, stories of heroism are emerging. We've heard about the coach last week who died in the shooting spree, and now news of a teacher who took selfless actions to shield not only her students, but any she could corral and get to some semblance of safety. This is a woman who has been teaching for, I think she said, 13 years. She's a mother. She has uh, twins who attend the same high school where she works and where the shooting took place. Reporter Adrienne Benkert tells the dramatic details to Susan Rose on WBEN. The day of the shooting, they were making love letters, they were playing music, it was Valentine's Day, and suddenly they heard the fire alarm go off, which was odd because they'd already had a fire drill that morning. But she followed the steps outlined in their evacuation plans and started telling kids to get out, you know, head out to the fence, I'll see you out there. But then she started to hear the sound of gunfire. And initially she thought, what is that? But uh, definitely as it got closer, she she undeniably knew that there was a shooter on campus. And she started hearing the screams of students running down the hall for safety, running for their lives. She opened the door and she just started pulling kids in and just ushering them into her classroom, quickly get in, get in. There are locks on the insides of all of the teachers' doors for their safety, for situations just like this. And... She says that she was just 20 feet away from the shooter, that she saw what he was wearing to the detail. I mean, what she describes him wearing. Initially, I think she thought it was a SWAT officer. Like, why are the police here? And then she realized this was not friendly fire. And so many students running into her class, students who weren't even in her class, um, she was able to shut the door, lock the door. And the shooter did try to break the glass on the window of her door, Uh, but thankfully did not reach his arm inside to unlock that uh, lock. And she actually covered her students with her body, shielding them just in case any of the bullets did go through. One of the bullets did hit her arm, uh, but it just grazed her, thankfully. And uh, no one in her class was hurt at all. Wow, that is, that's absolutely amazing. I mean, it's probably taken her days to be able to even talk about it. She says she's told the story and she just was, The day that I spoke with her, which was yesterday, she had just spoken to a therapist for the first time that morning. And, um, you know, she described herself as stoic, but definitely broke down when describing the two students who she lost. And um, 
two of the 17 who were murdered here. Uh, her next-door teacher, Mr. Scott Beagle, who was laid to rest on Sunday, he was murdered. Uh, he was trying to do the same thing she was, trying to get students to get inside as quickly as possible to safety, lock his door. She actually shouted at him, lock your door. But she remembers that she could see the shooter. She didn't think he could, based on the vantage point. And he was killed uh, in the doorway of his classroom. And um, she remembers hearing a barrage of bullets just firing in to the next-door classroom. She thought, if, if this guy busts in here into my room, we're goners because we're just sitting ducks. Sure. So. Wow. I mean. A I, very vivid picture. I'm sure she's going through a range of emotions. Has she even, has guilt even come into this yet? I mean, I, I would imagine that this will be a, something that she's going to be dealing with. Well, I think that for, for her, she said, teachers always feel like we didn't do enough. So she's being called a hero by everybody else. For, for saving these lives, she doesn't consider herself a hero. She's not comfortable with that title. On to some sad news. Reverend Billy Graham has died. He was 99 years old. Aaron Katursky has more on the iconic evangelist known to many as America's pastor. Billy Graham preached to more than 200 million people in nearly 200 countries. Now tonight I want to talk on the home. The problems of the American home. From humble beginnings as a dairy farmer in North Carolina, where he once boasted of milking 20 cows each morning, Graham became one of the world's most admired men. But I feel terribly small and humbled by it all. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds I have. In spring 2007, the Billy Graham Library opened. Three former presidents attended the dedication, cementing Graham's legacy as White House spiritual advisor. A religious revival has taken over the Houston Astrodome home of baseball and football as Billy Graham welcomes President Johnson to his crusade for Christ. President Johnson attended a Graham crusade in 1965. And if we're going to bring people together... President Nixon attended one in 1972. If we're going to have peace in the world, if our young people are going to have a fulfillment beyond simply those material things, they must turn to those great spiritual sources that have made America the great country that it is. This is the first time I've heard from Time News. I mean, Time Magazine has been released That same year, Nixon and Graham spoke about Jewish control of the media. Graham apologized for the remarks, and there was nothing but praise from the presidents at his library dedication. Jimmy Carter? He was constantly broad-minded, forgiving, humble in his treatment of others. He has reached out equally for opportunities to serve God to all people. George Bush. We gather to celebrate the life and the accomplishments of a man who I do believe is America's pastor. Bill Clinton. When he prays with you in the Oval Office or the upstairs at the White House, you feel that he's praying for you, not the president. Graham found it all a bit much. I feel like I've been attending my own funeral. In June 2007, Graham's wife, Ruth, died. There was a public funeral. Thank you for coming. 
As you've already heard, she was an incredible woman. We were married for nearly 64 years. Graham called his wife a spiritual giant. Billy Graham has been called a spiritual gift. Aaron Katursky, ABC News. And finally, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is one of the world's most popular forms of cryptocurrency, and it could make you rich. Chief Business Economics and Technology Correspondent Rebecca Jarvis spoke with one investor who cashed out big time. It's a weeknight in San Francisco, but you never know it. The music thumping, the drinks flowing, and Jeremy Gardner is holding court. But Jeremy isn't a TV star or a music mogul. Before anything, it's a, it's a movement. He's been dubbed a crypto celebrity. Silicon Valley, his kingdom, and Bitcoin, a source of his riches. Are you a millionaire? Yes. Many times over. Bitcoin, it's the digital currency you've probably heard something about at this point. Those stories about early investors striking it rich, hitting gold. Remember those guys from the social network, the Winklevoss twins? They put $11 million into Bitcoin back in 2013. Now, they're billionaires. I, I get it. And rapper 50 Cent, who once declared bankruptcy, got his money after accepting Bitcoin as payment for his 2014 album. Current value today, over $6 million. But what exactly is it? Bitcoin is the world's most popular cryptocurrency. It's a digital currency that you could use like cash. But unlike other currencies, it isn't backed by any government. You don't keep it in a bank or carry it in your pocket. It exists solely online. You can use it to get a hotel room on Expedia, buy furniture on Overstock, or in theory, pay someone directly for a cup of coffee. Bitcoin has experienced an astronomical rise in value. When it first started, you could pick up a single Bitcoin for less than a penny. Last year, that same Bitcoin would have cost you almost $20,000 at one point. But it's been extremely volatile in terms of its price, leading some to question, is it all just hype? But the hype that's led to wild price swings has not deterred the crypto diehards back in San Francisco. So I'm going to buy $100 worth of Bitcoin. $100 of Bitcoin at this moment means I get 0 .008 and then some. So this is it. We're at the crypto castle. Bitcoin preferred here. Think of it as a dorm room meets think tank. Interesting. Led by Jeremy. Jeremy calls himself a venture capitalist and cryptocurrency evangelist. Bitcoin was created in 2009 by someone named Satoshi Nakamoto. But here's the thing. No one actually knows who that is, whether it's a man or a woman or even a group of people. Who is Satoshi Nakamoto? We all have our guesses. Uh, have you met Satoshi Nakamoto? Possible. Every time you use your Bitcoin, that transaction is recorded in a public digital ledger called the blockchain. It's even become a part of college curriculums, a far cry from its dark past. Bitcoin wants the preferred currency to buy drugs and other illicit items on the black market site Silk Road. The FBI eventually shutting down Silk Road, seizing over 173,000 bitcoins, which would be worth over $1.5 billion today. One major issue with actually using bitcoin is that its value fluctuates so wildly. Consider when we were at the crypto castle. One bitcoin would have cost you $13,583 first thing that morning. 
But by the end of the day, that same Bitcoin, $10,351. Do you understand why people are skeptical of Bitcoin? Oh, of course. How can you not be? It just looks like this speculative asset that isn't backed by anything. But then the more you learn about the history of money, the more you realize it's perfectly sound. Look at the U.S. dollar. Even some of the biggest believers caution against betting it all on Bitcoin. Grant Sabatier, made more than a million dollars in Bitcoin, recently wrote a piece advising against investing in it. If you only have $1,000, $5,000, this is not the best place to put your money. If you know, view it as a speculative investment, why would you put your entire investment in something that isn't backed by anything? Overall, you need to have a more conservative, better investment strategy for the long term. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.